0: Welcome to the Red Half of Sheffield. This is a Sheffield United podcast by two American Blades fans. My name is Noah Snyder, and I am joined, as always, by Chad Jarvis. And how are you doing on this Sunday, Chad?
1: Well, I'm not doing too bad, you know. had had a little bit of fun with the Watford guys prior to recording this, this podcast, so I'm in a pretty good mood. It's It's pretty jovial, and, you know, I'm ready to talk preseason, where are we going to finish? Are we going to make the playoffs? Are we going to get relegated? And all that good stuff in the middle. So hopefully, how are you,
0: hopefully the former and, and, and not the latter there, Chad. Yeah. I'm doing pretty well. Um, As you mentioned, we do have a wonderful preview of our very first game of this 2022-2023 championship season against Watford towards the back half of the podcast. But first, we are going to give you our preseason predictions and we've got a list of questions they're posted every single year on the Sheffield United subreddit that is what we use and what do you say we just jump right into it Chad let's go for this upcoming season who do you think is going to be
1: our best player if I had to say who I think is going to be our best player I'd have to say Brewster probably I mean is he going to have the goal-scoring flair that we all want him to? We've been waiting so long. You know, we saw glimpses of it last year. And if he didn't get hit, injured and miss what, the second half of the season, he probably would have went on an absolute tear and maybe carried us up to the prem. But I think it's just time that he comes good because he's been scoring goals in preseason, albeit, you know, against the not the best teams, but I'm just, it's it's time to go, dude. It's time to show what you are made of and what we paid all this money for you. Okay. If yeah, granted, if the injury bug gets him, I mean, there's nothing we can do, but while he's still healthy, let's see him put in an absolute shift and score a bundle of goals for us. And you'll hear this a little bit later on the podcast.
0: And, but I believe That if Rian Brewster has a banner year, this is a club that can be automatically promoted. If he can contribute between 15 and 20 goals this season, um, I think we are definitely in, or at least in the running, for automatic promotion this season. As far as I'm concerned, I believe Illaman and Jaya is going to be our best player and probably our most important player. He has to be. I mean, he's got big shoes to fill as far as Morgan Gibbs-White. those uh, shoes now departed by Morgan Gibbs white to turn a phrase there, but it's going to depend on um, if he can get the service, you know, is he going to play more of an attacking midfield role? Is he going to play further up the pitch um, more of a central forward role? So, I mean, we will see, but uh, either way, I think he's going to have to carry the team on his back for stretches this season.
1: Yeah. I would agree with that. That's a fair statement to say. I mean, because clearly through the transfer window, we haven't brought in a player to that's similar to the law firm. So like you said, he's going to have to step up and fill those shoes big time. And right as like he's going to have to hit the ground running and, and go, and he's going to have to have an influence in every single game like the law firm did. I mean, I could probably count on one hand the amount of times that the law firm didn't have an influence in a game and went missing.
0: Yeah. Yeah. 100%. And look, you know, nobody's, I don't think is going to be able to truly replace the production that we got from Morgan Gibbs white last year. But if we can get it from, Two or three players, if Ilman and Jaye and then once he gets fit, a Tommy Doyle can you know make those contributions in the midfield, both in assisting and scoring goals. I think we'll be in a good position. I really do, yep, as far as our breakthrough player this season, who do you see being our breakthrough player?
1: hmm it's gotta be an and as faster touch. whatever his whatever his last name is but it's got to be anl i mean we've all seen the highlights of him at malmo and what he can do and we brought him in so we've paid the money let's see what let's see what we can get out of him and what he can do and is he a solid rock at the back does he take over for basham hopefully he does and We've got Basham in cover in case NL goes out with an injury. But, I mean, it has to be him when it when it comes down to, like, who's going to help us keep clean sheets, who's going to make sure our defense is on lock, and we're not giving up a lot of easy goals like we have in the preseason. Because, frankly, if you watch any of the games, some of the goals have been pretty soft that we've given up. So, he, him coming in on that, that big of a, a wage, he's got to deliver, right? Yeah. Right off the, right at the beginning of the season, all the way through.
0: So the name is Anel Ahmed Hadzic. Oh, uh, I, uh, I, uh, <laughs> I, I, is that, is that going to be like the, the latest in our pantheon of nicknames right yep. there? Yep.
1: Uh, yep. It's uh, like a guy that had about too much to drink Well, I have to
0: agree with you, Chad. The player that I have down as our breakthrough player is indeed Anel Ahmed Hadzic. And he's obviously our most recent permanent signing. um, And he's going to get a lot of minutes, whether that is as a starter or as a backup for Bash or Egan. And as you mentioned, if we have any injury to our back three, I feel a lot more confident knowing that we have Anil Ahmed Hadzic um, as cover. But with that being said, game one against Watford next week, he starts for me.
1: Oh, 100%. I would agree with that 100%. He he has to. I mean, because this is of the teams in this league, that's a tough start to start with Watford. I mean, so he's got to go and let's get right into the thick of things here. You know, you don't have a chance to, you know, warm up against a Rodrum or a Wig inside or a Blackpool side. Nope. Right in it. Yep. Yep. Absolutely.
0: What about a player that has a surprisingly good season for United, Chad?
1: Mm, if he stays, Sander Barge, Sander Sandy Barge. I think he's going to have a, if he does stay, and, you know, if you stay off Twitter, he's probably going to stay. If not, he's going to get dealt to somebody on a loan or a, not a loan, a transfer. Um, but, yeah, I think he's going to have a surprisingly good season because he came on and didn't have any injuries. When everybody else was falling out with injuries last year, he had a good run into the end of the season. And I want, I'm curious to see if he continues to carry that into this season and just do what the Norwegian horse should do and just absolutely boss this league. Yeah, obviously
0: rumors starting to swirl now that Sandra Berge wants out of the club and probably wants to return to a club that's at the very least going to either be in the Champions League or going to be in and around uh, competing for those positions, either in the Prem or maybe abroad as well. But the thing is, as far as Sheffield United are concerned, the price has to be right. No $18 million pound bid from, you know, a Verde Bremen, I think is going to suffice as far as upper management for the club are concerned.
1: Yeah, I would agree with that.
0: For my money, a player who has a surprisingly good season, maybe it won't come as a surprise, but I've still put Sir William of Sharp, Billy Sharp. He will always surprise you. He still has the work rate, and I believe he can pot at least nine for us this year, maybe less if he's consistently coming off the bench, but I do expect him to start on occasion, providing that relief for Brewster, especially when we have a midweek fixture and then a weekend fixture, you know, when those fixtures do come thick and fast. But the problem is here is that I don't think we're going to be playing two strikers up front. I think we are going to be playing three, four, two, one, um, as we have for stretches in this preseason.
1: That'd be cool if we got a little bit of a change up of formation. I w- I wouldn't have a problem with that, but, you know, only heck he knows what he's going to play. He's probably already got the side figured out for Watford. And, you know, further down the road, I wouldn't be surprised if he already has that figured out. Yep, definitely, definitely. Moving on here, Chad, the player that
0: you would drive to another club.
1: I think we're going to be unanimous in this decision, but I mean, for me, it's got to be McMurray. Mm-hmm. Has to be. I mean, he hasn't done anything except for stomp on somebody at Forest or allegedly pushed and fell. I don't know. Now he's hurt. He's not going to be fit for the season. So let's let's just let him ride Pine. Don't play him. I mean, unless we have a major striker crisis where he'll probably be out because he breaks his toenail if he gets healthy or something. It just just buy. Get out of my team. I don't know how much time he has left on his contract, but it's gotta be it's gotta be getting close to the end. So hopefully we can just see it out and just be, you know, done with him. Cause he hasn't really done anything in a very long time.
0: Yeah, definitely. I I'm right there with you. I have Ollie McBurney. He's a liability both on and off the pitch. And if you read my article that I put out, um, with the pinch, I, I in no uncertain terms said McBurney is the player that I would gladly drive to another club. You know, it's sad because we thought he was going to be our, the striker of the future for us. We thought he was going to fill those Billy sized shoes. Um, you know, when we got into the prem and then last year, it doesn't score a goal. Billy scores what 13 or 14 for us. Yeah. And you know, Billy sharp 36 years old. I mean, He's absolutely miles ahead of where McBurney should be. So, very frustrating.
1: He's just immature. He just doesn't want to grow up. And he's just so immature. So immature. And it's just like, dude, come on, man. Grow up. Quit being, quit getting in fights with supporters, going to the pub and getting absolutely pissed. I mean, just, dude, just, just live your life. You're a professional footballer. A lot of people would envy being in your situation. Just don't go out and make an ass of yourself. Yeah. Okay. Grow up, play the game, and collect a paycheck. All right. I understand if you're hurt, but if you're when you're back healthy, like actually want to be part of the team and not just want to be like an outcast. Okay. Yeah. If if you don't want to be here, then go. They can probably work something in the back room to to settle a contract termination fee, pay you off, and then you're gone.
0: Chad. I I definitely agree with everything you just said. So moving on, um, an area that we need to most strengthen at this point. Now, keep in mind, we're recording this on Sunday, July 24th, 2022. Rita Kadra is not through the door yet. Again, the rumors have been swirling for the last couple of weeks that Rita Kadra will be making a loan move to Sheffield United from Brighton Hove Albion. But at this point, he's not through the door. Based on that, Chad, with the team as it stands, where do you think we need to strengthen?
1: I think we still need to strengthen our striker room, and I think we still need to strengthen our our midfield room. Because if if the likes of Berg are out the door, where we're going to sell him, we should take that money and turn it into buying a couple more players. But I think we've missed out on anybody that is going to have an absolute impact. You know, at the top side of the championship, we might have to work some midfield players or some attacking players from some lower sides in this division. But, I mean, those are the two biggest glaring issues. And if you watched our goalkeeping gaffe yesterday, you might say goalkeeper as well. I might say goalkeeper as well. So um, midfield and strikers for me are the two biggest areas we still need to strengthen.
0: Yeah. Attacking creativity in general is where we need to strengthen whether that's, you know, in another creative center forward or in another attacking midfield. I I don't know. I just, I haven't seen enough this preseason to think that we have enough creativity going forward to score the goals needed to gain automatic promotion at this point. So if a cadre comes in, um, I think that assuages my concerns somewhat, but not completely. So how about a hot take for this season from you, Chad?
1: If Rhian Brewster scores 20 goals, the blades are automatically promoted.
0: I love it. I love it. And I hope that that's what happens. We said it earlier. If Brewster can really get going, finding a goal every couple of games, at the very least, this is a team that can and should be automatically promoted.
1: And on top of that, my other hot take is we will score at least oh, 13 goals from set pieces this and that's,
0: season. That's based on, on on Ahmed Hadzic and
1: some it's, of the – It's based on Kieran Clark and Josh yash, Yashic yash, 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 and John Egan's finally going to figure out how to bury one instead of hitting it with his square head wide of the post.
0: Definitely. What do you think about that new haircut for Egan? Uh,
1: maybe he's trying to round his head off. Is that <laughs> why he got that buzz cut? And now he's trying, he's like, Hey, look, everybody, I have a round head. I'm not, you know, I don't have the fancy hairdo that I used to have. He he'd probably blamed his fancy hairdo on the reason why he missed all those goals, those headed goals. Maybe this one now he doesn't have any hair product in his hair. So it will just like, emphatically be thumped home so hopefully (laughs) that works for us
0: hopefully hopefully my hot take for the season is that oliver r blaster goes on loan to either a league one or league two side absolutely pisses it and comes back in january to help the blades towards an automatic promotion push how about that
1: that'd be interesting i mean he showed a lot of good things in preseason. you know i don't know The only thing with your hot take, I think, is is Hecky, once he loans him out, is Hecky going to want to keep him out on loan? I mean, the half season like we did with Jebo last season, that really didn't have a big effect on Jebo coming back in the second half of the season. So unless they have some type of plan set up for our blaster, that would be cool to where, hey, you run out, we're going to run you out to a league one. Side that's competing for you know maybe they put him on a maybe they loan him out to Darby since Didzy and and are, are down there loan him out to them he does well there and then they bring him back up I mean I'd be okay with that that'd be
0: awesome I don't think he goes to a Darby because I think Darby have made a lot of moves in this off season and you know they're obviously really pushing to get back automatically. I don't, and I think they'll do it too. I mean, right now I have Darby finishing first in league one and winning league one. So <laughs> I think they're probably good, but maybe to another, you know, mid to up, um, higher table league one side where he can really get some good experience in that would be great. Send them to Barnsley. Yeah, maybe, maybe a Barnsley. We'll, we'll see. Who is gonna score the very first goal of the 2022-2023 campaign, Chad?
1: Um man, I wanna say West just to be <laughs> like just to go out on the limb. Uh if I had to say who's gonna score, I'd probably say Indi is gonna score our first goal against I- Watford. I think that's a good shout. Um, or the the seventh game of the season where we haven't scored a goal like last year. <laughs> no, 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 and we're no. begging for a goal because we had like four or five nil-nil draws, and it's just like score, damn goal, please.
0: <laughs> no, I I think we probably will score within our our fir- in our first game against Watford next week. Uh, I'm gonna say it's Rian Brewster. Uh, I think he had a consistently decent preseason and. Like we said previously, this has to be a banner year for him.
1: Yeah, hundred percent agree on that.
0: And this will come as no surprise, uh, but I think our top goal scorer is also going to be Rian Brewster or Illiman and Jaye. If both of them, if both of them can get between twelve and fifteen goals apiece this season, um, out of those two players, oh, what an absolute boon that would be for us.
1: Yeah, I and I'm inclined to agree with you. I'd probably say Bruce is going to be a top goal goal scorer, you know, barring injury. You know, because he would pro- he probably would have scored the most goals in our team last year. He probably would have been our top goal scorer. You think if if he didn't get injured and missed the second half of the season, he would have been he probably would have been miles away our top goal scorer. You know, so I, I don't I don't see any reason why he wouldn't based on the form he's found in preseason. Looks like he's got an eye for goal. He's not missing easy ones like he has in the past. So maybe if he gets off and running against Watford, maybe you know 15 to 20 goals. I'd be okay with that. Anywhere between that that goal mark, that'd be good.
0: That would be awesome. I'd really, really love to see that. Most assists this season, Chad.
1: Hmm. See the player I want to say is going to be out until like what October. I was going to go with Bogues, but he's going to be out for he's going to miss what the first two months of the season. So I think that pretty much takes him out of the race. If I had to say who's going to have the most, I mean, you got to, if if he stays, I'd say Sandy Barge. Sandy Barge, he has he he probably gets the most assists. Him or die Yeah, I, I have Ndai, and. I, I think he's
0: like far and away one of our most creative players and I think he will have the most goal contributions this season, whether it is actually sc- scoring the goals or assisting on them.
1: How many how many assists do you think he gets? Twelve for some reason the number twelve sticks in my head. How many how many assists does does Njaya get? Yeah. Because what did the what does the law f- the law he had, firm he had eleven definitely. he had
0: eleven or twelve last season yeah so I'm gonna so say and Jai gets ten
1: yeah yeah okay yeah because for some reason Indai in dying twelve assist kind of looks good if he gets twelve and twelve that's gotta we gotta have a pretty good season if he gets twelve and twelve yeah definitely definitely so as
0: far as our opponents are concerned chad who is the team you are most looking forward to playing and I think I know who you're gonna say but uh, so maybe you'll surprise me.
1: The team I'm most looking forward to this. Well, actually, I'm going to swap it out. The team I'm look, most looking forward to seeing us play is Millwall because I'm going to be in there a person. And I'm going to be in the cop with everybody else that's in the cop. So you guys better be ready. If, you, if you've if you been living under a rock and you missed our, our watch along in the Sheffield United Way, this our our pre-season, the final preseason game against Barnsley, and the previous podcast we've released, I will be over for the Millwall game at the lane sitting in the cop. Yes. I'm going to go get beers pre-match. I will tweet out where I'm going to be to whoever wants to come and have a beer and hang out and shoot the chef United shit before the game <laughs> pre and post-match. But yes, the team I am most looking forward to playing right now is Millwall because I will be there in the flesh to sing the Grease Chip Buddy song. And we are Shoreham Boys, all the songs and yeah, everything. So awesome. yes.
0: Awesome. You love to see it. Love to see it. I'm, I'm so excited for you, man. I wish I was making the trip with you but uh alas that is gonna have to wait probably until next year but maybe beforehand we'll see if if there is a cheap enough flight out there i might be able to do it prior to 2023 as far as the team that i'm most looking forward to playing burnley i hate them i absolutely hate burnley i have an irrational hate for burnley but the games are always belters yeah always so yeah, definitely looking forward to playing Burnley this season. And what about the team you're least looking forward to playing, Chad? The
1: team I'm least looking forward to playing is, if anybody has listened to this podcast before, knows that I am a about as big a fan of Sunderland as Chef United. Oh. And <laughs> it's been a long... I mean, they've been in my life for about the same amount of time, so I just... I follow both teams closely and it's just going to tear me apart when both teams play, when one team beats the other team or a goal goes in, I'm just not going to be, it's going to be like a player playing for his former team and scoring. I'm just not going to celebrate on any end. So, I mean, that's why it makes it so hard for me to, so, Yes, that's the least that's the team I'm least looking forward And we play them with the fourth game of the season. It's like, okay, of course, they had a. I figured when they release a schedule, the game I was planning to go see, it would be at Bramall Lane and Sunderland be there. I'm like, oh my God, what the hell am I going to do now? But yeah, as as far as that, that's the team I'm least looking forward to playing.
0: As far as I'm concerned, uh, it's Millwall. Uh, it's mm-hmm. always a rough day, either away at the den or. At home, they always—they're like a bogey team for us. They always just seem to get both the calls and lucky goals, and they always seem to score whenever they come to the lane as well. So, um, always a frustrating game against Millwall. So we'll see. That—that's the second game of the season and the one that you'll be at. So it's interesting, Chad. The team that you are most excited to watch, but by virtue of you actually being there, is the game that I am dreading the most. But Anyway, you'll have to sing extra loud.
1: Oh, I won't. I won't have a voice left after that game. I can assure you of that. But if if I didn't have heartstrings in the Sunderland game, the team I would l- least looking to play is Coventry based on what they did to us last year. Yeah. Yeah. I just am not looking forward to playing that um, them at all. So they absolutely ripped us apart. hmm. Yeah. Coventry both home and away I just don't want to play I just don't want to play him so
0: what we're going to do now Chad is we are going to run down 24 to 1 how we think the championship table will look at the end of the season starting with one of the three relegation spots and finishing last who do you think is going to be propping up the table come the end of the season
1: I have Rotherham United. You know, they're just the yo-yo team between the championship and League One. So they just came up. They're probably going to go down. They lost their best striker. And I think they're just going to prop up the table at the end of the season.
0: I have Reading and... They've been circling the drain, I think, for a while now. They've been in a relegation battle, I think, in each of the last seven seasons and in and around the relegation battle, I should say. And they were pretty poor last season, barely surviving. So um, I do see them going down and I do see them having a really, really poor season and one to forget. So, yeah, Reading to go down in 24th place. How about in 23rd for you, Chad?
1: I've got Birmingham city because they've just had so many off field issues. We don't know what they're going to put on the field. I think they don't even have, I think they only have 13 players on their roster. I might be wrong at this point of this, of the the preseason, but yeah, they, they look to be a shambles right now. In 23rd
0: place. I have Ravram. I also agree with you, Chad. I think that they are a yo-yo club and I do not see them finishing outside of the relegation zone. So, yep, Ravram to go down. And in 22nd place, Chad?
1: I have, oh, I'm going to make a change right here, right now. I think I'm going to go and agree with you. Reading is going to go down. I think I have Redding in 22nd place. I had Wigan, and I just, Wigan, If there's any Wigan Athletic fans, I just saved your team's ass by pulling you out of relegation battle. Last day, you need to beat Bristol City 7-0, and you do it, and you climb out of the relegation hole. Redding's going down. Paul Ince, not a very good manager. They're going to struggle to... I I think they're going to be in the relegation zone all year.
0: Yeah, yeah. I think so as well. And 22nd, I have Birmingham... I think, um, as you mentioned previously, we have the same bottom three, but in different orders. Um, Again, I just don't see it for them, unfortunately. And I do think that Birmingham will go
1: down 21st place, Chad. I have Wigan, based on the 7-0 dropping of Bristol City on the final day and pulling themselves out of a relegation battle and surviving. So Wigan Athletic finishing 21st.
0: And I have Bristol City. Um, again, you know they didn't have a great season last year, and I think their woes will continue this season.
1: Twentieth place. I have Blackpool. Um, they they've lost their manager now, Critchley to Aston Villa, and they're kind of just like a rudderless team. They they exceeded expectations last year and finished higher up than everybody thought them thought they were going to finish most people had them tabbed around right around the relegation zone but i think blackpool finally comes back down to earth this a little bit this year and finishes 20th
0: yeah i agree i think blackpool did overachieve last season and i expect for them to go off the boil you know relatively speaking and finish in 20th 19th for you chad
1: I have the Robins of Bristol city. They are just like a rudderless club. That's kind of just out there floating around. So 19th, I think would be fair enough for them.
0: And I have Wigan athletic at 19th. I have them to stay up. Yeah. I think they will do enough and finish 19th. What about 18th for you?
1: Chad? I've got the North end of Preston. Uh they're just another. There's a handful of clubs in this division that just are like championship clubs. You can't see them in the League One. You can't see them in the Prem. They're just like middle of the road, you know, championship clubs. And I got North. I got, I've got the North End of Preston in 18th. I
0: have whole city finishing 18th right now but that might change because <laughs> um, they by all indication they're making a push to finish at least top half if not making a push for the playoffs
1: yeah I mean their their owner has dumped a lot of money in and he wants to see Hull promoted probably in the next two to three seasons what about 17th for you Chad I have a team that is going to drop like a rock since their manager left, and they kind of they lost their top four players, top three out of four players, Harry Toffalo and the likes, Huddersfield Town finishing 17th because, I mean, Carlos Cobran, he left them within the last couple of weeks, so they're mid-preseason and your manager just leaves. Okay, so I think they're going to be back where they were two seasons ago, down near the bottom of the table. That's a good shout I think. Um I in finishing
0: 17th, I have Preston North End. As you mentioned, they're one of those teams that just always has a solid like lower mid-table finish and I just don't see them doing uh any better than that. Yeah. What about 16th for you Chad?
1: I've got the Hatters Luton Town, Luton Town. I just think they come come back to earth a little bit too. Not as I compare Luton Town to Barnsley 2 seasons ago. Barnsley overachieved and then they they almost made it to the prem and they just dropped right out of the league. I don't think they're going to drop that far, but I mean 16th. They're well they'll be well away from the relegation zone because getting in around about this team 16th to, you know, in and around the playoffs. I think this is going to be tight. So these teams are going to jostle around. It could be a matter of, like, from 16th to 6th. It could be separated by a total of, like, 10 points or something yeah. like that. This is yeah. where it so, gets so hard to like, it's figure tight. out where these teams are going to be. Agreed.
0: Yeah. Agreed. In 16th place, I have Stoke. Um, but like you said, you know, 16th to 7th or 8th, you know, is usually separated by a manner of, like, 4 or 5 points, really. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: 15th, Chad. I have 15th, I have Stoke City. I think the Potters are going to be, you know, they started out a sexy Stoke and started out, you know, near the top of the table. Everybody was like, oh, man, they're going to go up this year. And then they continuously just fell down the leagues. And I think that's kind of how it's going to be this season. But low-key, this might be one of my surprise teams to, you know, shake up the playoffs and make it. This is this is one of the teams that I weirdly have my eye on to, you know, maybe make a, a, a decent run and make it in the playoffs. And
0: I have Queens Park Rangers um, again. I think there's going to be just a little bit of a fall off from last season. And they, you know, they were in and around the playoffs for a good portion you know, of the season last year, but I do think they're going to have a little bit more of a drop off. I see them finishing 15th and how about 14th place for you, Chad?
1: I have the tigers of Hull city. I think this this is going to be the start of something. I think they'll, you know, they'll beat a couple of the bigger sides in the league and have, you know, decent results, but inevitably they'll just kind of be like a middle of the road, mid-table team i think now you look for them to take the leap into the playoffs
0: fair enough fair enough um i have huddersfield town finishing 14th you know the terriers coming off of a more than decent season you know getting to that playoff final but two of their best players have gone out of the club and to forest i believe correct
1: yeah yeah Mm-hmm. So,
0: um, yeah, I do see them dropping a little bit in the table, well, quite a bit in the table, um, and they will finish
1: 14th is my prediction. What about 13th for you, Chad? I have the Rangers of Queens Park. They're another team that if they get on a roll, they could make the playoffs. But like like I said a minute ago, it's so tough to tell. I was running out of teams. 13th seemed perfect for Queens Park Rangers. That's the only reasoning behind why I put them 13th. I have no other reasoning. I have Cardiff city finishing 13th. I
0: think they'll do a little bit better than they did last year under Steve Morrison. Um, and he's still their manager, correct?
1: Uh, I believe so. Let me check real quick. Yes, you're correct.
0: So, you know, I, I think that they will do a little bit better, this season than they did last um obviously they finished 18th last season um but i just i don't see them you know making a push for being anywhere close to that playoff to the playoffs and how about 12th for you chad
1: 12th i have the mighty black cats of sunderland you know close to my heart i just want them to do so good but and if you look, you look at the money put down on teams to get promoted, Sunderland is right there. So it's going to be a good season for the Black Cats, I hope. Alex Neal at the helm, you know, they've signed a lot of good players. Um, I'm okay with finishing 12th. I'd like them to finish second behind the Blades and go up automatically. Then that'd make both my worlds perfectly fine. But 12th seems fine for them for a team promoted out of out of League One. I think they're going to be the highest finishing league one side from last season.
0: Well, I too have Sunderland AFC going uh, and getting themselves a 12th place finish, which like you said, would be just wonderful for them. Um, They've done quite a bit of business. um, This transfer window that makes me feel like they are really serious about this upcoming season. 11th for you, Chad.
1: I have Cardiff City. I have the Bluebirds. I mean, I think this is going to be a good season, different than last season. They were in and around the bottom. I just think they're going to be much a much improved side. Eleventh isn't too bad for a side of of Cardiff because you know every once in a while they shock everybody and end up going up automatically out of random nowhere. Yeah,
0: yeah, and I have Coventry at eleventh and. Um, I think the Sky Blues will do just about as good as they did last season. You know, obviously, you know, in the beginning and middle, they looked phenomenal. And they certainly did absolutely smash the blades when we played them at the Coventry Building Society Arena last season. But with that being said, I don't think they've done enough to warrant placement higher than 11th. And coming in at number 10, who do you have, Chad?
1: Well, that's funny that you say they don't warrant being higher than 11th because I have them at 10th <laughs> purely on, you know, they're going to be a bugaboo side for us, a bogey side. I wouldn't be surprised if they beat us at one of, in one of the, the ties. But, you know, Coventry, they're another one of those teams, like I said earlier, they're just a championship side. You know, they're not a League One side. They're not a Prem side. They're just – middle of the road championship side
0: and i have at 10th luton town and look the hatters had themselves a pretty good season last year you estimated that there's going to be a massive drop-off i don't think the drop-off is going to be that big for them um i think they will finish in a solid 10th place how about number nine for you chad
1: i've got swansea uh I just think that Russell Martin's second year in charge at Swansea, he's got his players that he wants. I think we're going to see them jump up the table to where they were in and around a relegation battle for a a good portion of the season, and then they got themselves away from it. But I think he's going to figure out his side, and they're going to climb the table. So I have him at nine.
0: And for me, I have Millwall, and this seems to be where Millwall always lives. Don't they always live like 11th, 10th, 9th? It just seems like every single year that is right around where they finish. And I I think this year will be no different. I mean, what else is there to say? Number eight for you, Chad.
1: I have Millwall and what, what else is there to say? They're just, they finish in around this spot. I mean, so I don't see him going into the playoffs. I don't see him as a threat, but you never know. They, they lost Jed Wallace. So, if they can get a striker that scores a bundle of goals for them, they might be able to sneak in the playoffs.
0: Possibly. Possibly. Number eight, I have West Bromwich Albion. Um, the Bruce is loose, and I don't think that Brucey e. Boy will be able to get them into the playoffs this year. Um, You know, they brought in a couple of players, but really, I just, I don't think they have what it takes to get into the playoffs this season. West Bromwich Albion. How about number seven for you, Chad, just finishing Uh, outside of the playoffs?
1: I have just finishing outside of the playoffs. I have Blackburn Rovers. I think Ben Ben Brayton Diaz just carries them, but it's just not enough because his goals dried up in the second half of the season in. If he didn't have his 20 goal contributions, goals, and contributions before the first half of the season, or in the first half of last season, I don't think they even come anywhere close. But I think he gets him right there, but you just can't get him into the into the playoffs.
0: I have Swansea finishing just outside of the playoffs. Um, I think they'll be a good side um, and just narrowly miss out to my number six side, who I will tell you about in a minute. But first, who do you have finishing in the last playoff position, Chad? I have Norwich.
1: I just think they almost take a step back, you know, and just I don't think it's going to be the same Norwich yet. Timo Puki's probably going to score a bundle of goals, but I just don't think, I think they have a different way of looking at how they're going to try and get promoted to the prem again. I don't think they're just going to throw money at players and say, okay, let's go again and then get relegated. I think they're just going to take their time. Dean Smith. We can figure out if he's a good manager or not, which he probably won't end up being a good manager. So they'll end up struggling and, but they'll get into the playoffs.
0: And I have Blackburn Rovers to finish sixth and in a playoff position for the same reason that you said that they were going to that they were going to finish you know a little bit higher uh, or I'm sorry lower on in the table I think they're actually going to finish in a playoff position but is Ben Burton Diaz going to be there
1: yeah he's that's rumored a, to go out that's the question that, that's the whole thing
0: if if they if they lose Ben Burton Diaz They are a different side. 22 goals in 39 games last season, I believe it was, um, and that is valuable contribution Mm -hmm. um, from a team that doesn't get goals from a lot of other players.
1: Yeah, 100 percent. I mean, and he got hurt when he was on international duty in January, and then he was never the same player when he came back to him.
0: Yeah, yep.
1: How about fifth
0: for you, Chad?
1: I have Steve Bruce's West Bromwich Albion. Um, I just think they've done enough in the transfer window to get them back in there. I think it's going to be a struggle because it always is with the Steve Bruce coach side. But I think by the come the end of the season, they'll do enough just to get into the playoffs. Coming in at fifth, I have
0: Sheffield United. Uh, I think we are going to finish exactly where we finished last season in fifth and in a playoff position of course, you know that is predicated upon whether we can get Rita Kadra through the door and maybe one or two more signings but at present um, with the team that we have right now, I do see us finishing fifth and respect respectably in the playoffs.
1: And fourth place for you, Chad. I have the mighty blades. I think we do just enough, and we're just enough to be better than the likes of Norwich and West Brom. You know, it's gonna be it's gonna be an absolutely crazy, nuts season for us. I think there's gonna be a lot of highs. There's gonna be some lows. You know, but I think Hecky does enough at the end of the day to. I think with a couple games before the end of the season we're secured into the playoffs finishing fourth
0: i have burnley i do not think the clarets uh get automatic promotion to go back up to the premier league you know we'll see what vincent company does with this burnley side now that they're back in the championship but you know for a while for a long time they always just kind of hung on in the premier league but The question is, is some of those uh, wage, their wage bills are very, very high. So that might lead them to not being able to make enough moves to get them back into an automatic promotion. But they have made some moves. That being said, what about number three and uh, your third place team and just finishing outside of automatic promotion? Chad,
1: I have Chris Wilder's Middlesbrough. I think he just, you know, enough said with Wilder. He's going to be able to coach up a team. They're going to have a good side. And, you know, it's usually this is this is going to be his first full season. So he's got a full summer with him. I think he's just going to go and take him up to third.
0: And I have Watford. Um, I think the Hornets are going to do pretty well for themselves, but not get uh, back to the prem automatically. I think they'll be just outside of it. And we'll see, we'll see how it goes for Rob Edwards in this Watford side. We just had a lovely conversation um, with three diehard Watford fans, and you'll hear that immediately following this preview podcast. But, yeah, I've got Watford at third. Finishing in automatic promotion positions, Chad, who do you have at two?
1: I do have the Hornets. I have Watford fin- coming second. You know, I think – if they don't lose as Mal Sar in, in Emmanuel Dennis, I think they'll just absolutely tear up the, the championship and securely get their self in the automatic promotion places. I mean, with probably four or five games till the end of the season, I would imagine.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I can see it. I definitely can see it. I have Boro finishing second. I think, chris wilder gets that team working and they finally do it they get back to the premier league for Boro. um so how about your champion chad first place. i have
1: i have vincent company's Burley winning the whole damn league i just think they're gonna i think they're just a good side when they were coming down, I didn't think they were going to be a very good side, but you know, they've, they've signed some players, Scott twine. I mean, I think he's going to have a big influence on their side. And I think he's just going to, they're going to end up going and, and carrying themselves to the top of the league, but I think it's going to be a hotly contested, you know, top two spots.
0: Okay. And I have Norwich top of the league. They've done it before. I think they can do it again. And yeah, I, Who do you think goes up through the playoffs, Chad?
1: Oh, should I say it? Should I say it? Should I say it? The Mighty Blades. Love the Mighty Blades. I have them beating Middlesbrough in a playoff final at Wembley.
0: And I'm I too for shits and gigs am gonna say the Blades and beating Watford in the playoff final. Finally getting the monkey off of our back regarding, like, as far as the playoffs are concerned, putting those Wembley woes to bed, finally. Well, that is our, pretty much our preseason podcast right there. Really quickly, Chad, and this is going to be a a tough question because, um, at least for me to answer, because I don't think it's going to... I. Let me just ask it. Do you think we're going to finish higher in the championship than the pigs do in League One?
1: Man, this is, yeah, this is, this is a tough question. I don't know. I'm going to say we're going to, it's going to be a push and we'll finish in the same positions. You know, not based on my top 24. I think it's going to be a push and we're going to finish like dead even, same spot. So I don't think one finishes higher. I think it's. I think it like if we end up the they end up fourth or we end up fourth and they end up third we end up third something like that. I don't think they come up automatically.
0: I hope that that's that's the case. Um, I just think League One is poor. It's uh, it's not going to be a great League One this year. And I think they are going to finish maybe one place higher than United does. I don't think they'll go up automatically either. I think they will have to try their luck at the playoffs um, and hopefully they don't win. <laughs> but yeah, I do think that they'll probably get third or fourth in League
1: One. Yeah, that's that's about where I have them pegged for this season.
0: So I think that just about wraps things up for our preseason podcast here. And Be sure to listen to our preview of our first game of the 2022-2023 season, which comes right now. So, Chad, we are on to the start of the 2022-2023 EFL championship season. And our very first game is at Watford FC. This is at Vicarage Road. It's next monday and i believe it is a 7 p.m. british summertime start is that correct yeah i would believe B- that is correct I, I, 8, o'clock. 8, 8, 8, 8, 8, 8 yeah. p.m. <laughs> Well, <laughs> yeah. so spoiler alert, um, we have three <laughs> lovely Watford lads who have uh, decided to join us and talk a little bit about the business that they've done in the transfer market to this point, and then what their predictions are both for the game and for Watford season. Um, I want to bring in from the Do Not Scratch Your Eyes podcast, we have Justin, Carl, and Peter, and how's it going today, lads? Very good.
2: Thank you very much. Very
0: well, thank you. Very well, thank you. Cheers, thank you. So, last season, unfortunately, you all were relegated from the Premier League. (laughs) Let's start on a positive. My god, I didn't say say unfortunately. (laughs) And look, you didn't finish bottom like Sheffield United did two seasons ago, so, um, at the very least, you have that to your credit. I think we actually did have more points than you all did. Uh, he really um, is. He's us <laughs> to the <podcast>, half, yeah. isn't it? <laughs> yeah, he's done well here. Really so far. See, I Have yeah. to take the piss just just a little bit, just yeah, a tiny well done. little bit. Oh, you're doing a good job of that. Yeah. <clears throat> but um, do kind of uh, chime in on how you think you've done in the transfer market, you know, to this point, and is there are there any other players that you think you're going to be bringing in prior to the start of the season next Monday? Well, this won't take long. Over to you, <laughs> Peter.
2: <laughs> uh, oh. Well, we, we bought in a couple of players We bought
3: in a couple of forwards um, uh, A lad called Bio from the Belgian League Who is very well connected to uh, uh, An agent who is connected to our club Who we do not like very much um, he's, he's the equivalent of Rudy Giuliani in a press conference, basically We do not like him at all <laughs> um, And we've also then got a, a, another lad who we just bought in from Barcelona uh, and everybody goes, oh Barcelona! But then you add the letter B on the end of Barcelona, you <laughs> kind of realize realize where we are. Um, we, we've we've released um, a few from from last uh, from from last season, um, and we've got a bit of an ill balanced squad. So we're we're playing with wing backs and three centre backs at the moment. Um, and Carlos and I were at a, at, a, at a preseason game yesterday. All of the centre backs are right footed. All of the wing-backs are left-footed. So there's there's something we need to do to bring in. We're looking at bringing in a... uh, Well, previously he's been kind of a right-back, right-wing-back from Villarreal, uh, Gaspar. Um, But one of our players, Femenia, is going that way as well. So hopefully that might give us a little bit more balance. The news, the big news, is the fact that the players who we really thought we were going to lose, who are Ismail Assar and Emmanuel Dennis, who are both, you know more than able to rip up the championship if, if they're willing to, which is a big question in itself – may be staying we thought they were going they've been reintroduced after a stay away camp in in austria training camp they came back in they've suddenly been reintroduced so we'll see what happens but the transfer window carries on into what the back end of august and because of finances as you guys know coming down from the premiership some you know you need to kind of uh shed some uh so, some, some pounds off of the wage bill on a weekly basis and also bring in some transfer budget to make up for the shortfall in the uh in the tv revenue so that's possible Possibly likely. If we keep those two, we could potentially really rip it up.
0: What he said. That was uh, very, very well said. And Justin, what do you expect this coming season for Watford in the championship? Uh, What do I expect? Well, what I hope for is uh, some more.
2: Uh, positive football than we saw last season because last season was an abomination. So I expect us to play better than we did last season. Um, I expect us to be competitive in games. I expect us to win games that we shouldn't be losing, um, which is all things that we didn't do last season. So on the whole, I'm expecting better things than last season. More goals for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Uh, And and less losing at home because losing at home last year seemed to be a bit of a trend for us. And it was horrible to watch. Um, I think we lost 11 in a row at home. I think we lost 15 out of 19 at home. Not a great statistic. It's, It's just, you know, no fan wants to see that. So, yeah, definitely. I'm looking forward to some home wins and I expect us to put in some performances last season. We didn't do that at all.
0: And Carl, how about you?
2: Yeah, I mean
4: pretty much the same the same as Justin there. Um just giving uh more effort, more determination. We we I, I don't know how much you guys know about our um managerial merry go rounds that we have at the club, but we like to we like to sack managers like uh Americans like to change their underpants. So <laughs> fairly regularly, apparently. Um I don't know if that's true or not. But we um we we just need to keep a, a steady ship together. We need to try and keep a nucleus of, of one, the coach, trying to build something that he can bring into the club, you know, um, a mentality. And also, <clears throat> excuse me, also trying to get um, some goals because that's what we lacked. We, 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 we lacked goals this season in the transfer market. Although Peter um, has also said that we've we signed a player from Barcelona with the big B on the end of it. Is he going to score us twenty goals this season? Probably not. So there's still a few um, a few jigsaw pieces missing for me as as we go into the season. But who knows? Who knows? It's a championship
0: and it's a mental, mental place. I think you've already kind of alluded to this, but who are your um, most dangerous players or player that you see you know absolutely pissing at this season? If if we keep Saar and Dennis, they
4: should. They should quite rightly, um, you know, on on paper, essentially, um, tear up the championship. But other than them, I think there's a lot of potential from a a young uh, number 10 called João Pedro, Brazilian boy, who could on his day be up there with uh, Richarlison's that we've had before and and, and so forth, has has so much potential. And I'm really excited. I've got to see him. Yes, young lad called Espria, who we've brought in, Colombian um, lads, who who really does look very looks very thin and wiry, but just physicality wise, didn't miss anything yesterday that I saw of him. Um Peter will probably go on to talk about him at, at some point in this, but yeah, there's there's a lot of there's a lot of good young talent there. It's just whether they're too young
0: to to go now for this next season. I you know that that's where the jury's out for me, for sure, for sure. And you, Justin, you were kind of. Uh, I'm sorry, Carl. You were kind of talking about Rob Edwards and how you've had managers sort of in and out. Do you think that Rob Edwards is going to be your manager at the end of the season? <laughs> I was I was asked this recently, actually, and and uh, well, the three of us were, and we said yes.
4: We, we generally do think that 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 he will be. The club's gone through a, a real tough time with its fan base and the owners really not agreeing on how it's things are being run behind the scenes so we're we're very much now at a, at a crossroads where we want them to invest in him we want him to be given the opportunity to take us forward given you know the recruitment policy at our club is, is stupid anyway but that's another I could do a whole podcast on that but just to be given the chance and the opportunity to, to manage us for a whole season I, I think is a must for me you know whether we we go up or not, I, I really do think he he's got the potential to build something special at the club.
1: And in to more on that, do you think this question just came to me out of the air? Do you think that Watford's in a state of change where they, you know, they want to get a good foundation, a good base? To where if they do get promoted, it's not like they're just going to come straight back down. Do you think you guys Mm -hmm. are building for the future to where you want to build a stronger side and, you know, maintain like per se, like a crystal palace in the premiership where you don't want to come exactly right back down? Yeah,
2: uh, well, I'll, I'll, I'll take that to start with and then and Peter can and join in. Yes, I think is the answer to that, to be honest with you. Um, I think what we've done over the past couple of seasons, I think um, we've brought in kind of journeyman footballers, the likes of Sizoko and uh, Kuchka and these kind of players that, you know, were kind of brought in to do a job and didn't do it. Um, we need to start again with our philosophy. We need to start again with our uh with with the team and we need to build it and yeah we need to build something that's going to be sort of you know competitive if we do go up and not bring in more journeymen if we do go up so i'm thinking that um this could be the first step in a journey personally that's how i see it what about you peter
3: yeah, there's, there's a number of signs, Chad, that, that suggest that's the case. Um, there, there's statements from the chief executive, but the chief executive, with all due respect, has made similar statements before and they've turned out to be, well, not worth an awful lot. However, there are some actions sorting to back in this up. Um, one is the the academy i appreciate from uh from from the u.s side you've got collegiate sports and draft systems etc in the uk the academy is literally where it's a it's a grow your own concept and we have to bring these players through they attach themselves to uh to to the club um there's a category basis on this and we are category two which means that some of our best players have been cherry-picked from some of the bigger clubs with category one the, the one that Everybody knows about is Jaden Sancho now. At, now at Man United, they previously at Dortmund. He was cherry picked by by Manchester City, um, and, and we've had a whole host of them. That is now being invested in. We've got two, um, well, certainly one legend and one, and one kind of uh, a demigod, really, in, in terms of the club. In Richard Johnson and Jimmy Gilligan as director of academy and head of academy coaching. So there's a great deal of faith in investing now, but for the payback to be, you know, kind of in in a few years to come there as well. Um, Justin just mentioned there in terms of, you know, kind of what we've done, bringing in journeymen, bringing in strange people. The club have admitted that they bought established Premier League players when that is not the Watford way. The Watford is owned by the Pozzo family, who also have had Udinese and previously they've also had Granada in Spain. They have a global scouting network. And the the taps of that seem to have been turned off over the last three years there's been uh, there's been a few coming through but not such the quality not not and not the strength as well so we need to kind of make sure that that's either kind of turned on again or that we are able to kind of feed ourselves and that that's where uh, that's where we need to kind of take things forward finally there is also the element of the the homegrown players this year you've got to have no more than um, 11 non-homegrown players in a matchday squad and we have not Yet signed any homegrown players, so that's where we need to go in the transfer window, and that's where a lot of people are looking at the
1: moment. What are your guys' thoughts on your first opponent of the season, Sheffield United? What are you? What are your guys' thoughts on us for coming into this game? Uh, our, our start to the season is quite frankly horrendous.
4: I think. I think for in, in terms of the teams that we're playing, and you know, if I could have picked anybody to start the season. <clears throat> although I would have picked a home game, it, it certainly wouldn't have been Sheffield United. Um, you know, I, I, I think from afar, you look at the, the history of Sheffield United, it's a huge club. You travel with, you know, you, you're going to sell your allocation out. You're going to create an atmosphere. They're definitely going to be, from last season, um, one or two things, wounded and still haven't got up. Or secondly, which is the, is the worry one, that they're going to fancy it and they're going to go for it. It's going to be an interesting championship season. I think there's there's probably, in my mind anyway, you know, up to 10 teams before we even kickstart the season that that you know you could probably argue a case for that are going to be up in in and around the playoffs or up in those top two spaces. So um Sheffield United are definitely one of those for, for me. Uh, Justin, what about yourself?
2: Yeah, I think that's probably about right, to be honest with you. Um I, I always um, well, historically, we've kind of had a bit of a, a battle with Sheffield United. I seem to remember there was a time when we were uh, trying to get promoted into the Premier League and they were one of our biggest rivals. I'm thinking under the Boothroyd kind of time, 2005, 2006. Yeah. Um, so uh, under Neil Warnock as well, I think, was the manager at the time. And he's not all that popular with opposing teams, Neil Warlock, I have to say. Um, <clears throat> so, yeah, no, Sheffield United is one of those teams that we kind of either rip apart or do very badly against. There's no sort of middle ground. So I'm looking forward to it, actually. Um, I'm really looking forward to the match. And, uh, yeah, bring on the season.
0: That's what I say. Is there, Still, a player in, is there a player in particular that you're worried about in this upcoming match a week from tomorrow? Uh, just ours. yeah yeah Yeah. if
2: if we could make sure ours do well that would be a start let's not worry about the opposition let's see what ours do
3: in fairness that sounds like a comedy answer but it really isn't last year you know yeah we we failed to score on a lot of occasions but we shot ourselves in the foot with defensive unforced defensive errors a whole lot um and, and we need to kind of not do that. Um, we've we've because we haven't made a lot of homegrown pieces. Um, uh, the lad Doyle, his transfer to you on loan from Man City, has been eyed as one that we could have got in on. Uh, the same thing with Kieran Clark from Newcastle, as as an experienced head at the back, as somebody who might have come in to hopefully eradicate some of those defensive errors. He's also from memory a left sided player, and we are looking at potentially losing uh, Samir, our Brazilian left sided player, who've been bought in through the Udinese network he looks like he's going to be exiting soon so I think I think those are players that we might cast envious glances at um and obviously the the six foot three Bosnia Herzegovina who it's easier to say Bosnia Herzegovina than his own actual name Ahmad <laughs> Hodzic I think it is yes. um yeah. he he What he whilst he's only been in and around kind of I think it was Sweden primarily he was a Malmo player Malmo yeah yeah, yeah. He, he, but he's six foot three, he's got some strong stats as a defensive player. Uh and YouTube is full of long rangey 60 yard passes. So uh no, he looks like you, um, you look like you
4: bought pretty well, I think, even if he's like
3: on loan in some of the cases.
4: I like that Brewster who but I, I think with his um the money that you paid for him initially, I think that still sits very heavily on his shoulders um and he, he probably hasn't kicked on as, as Sheffield United fans would want but it's definitely the season for him to start hopefully not against us but look, after look, that is fine
0: look if he can get 20 goals for us this season and rocket us back to the Premier League all is forgiven regarding the uh, the transfer fee you know I've got
4: I've got to be honest though that's you just hit the nail on the head for me that's that's who goes up for me the, the team that can get the, a striker that gets 20 plus goals a season. It's it's you've only got to look at the teams that have gone up previously over, over the years. You know, they've all had a striker that is there they're thereabouts. You know, us us with Troy Dini, going back to to when we were there um, you know, last season, uh, with Brentford, you know, Tony and, and and so forth. So I think it's key in this division that you you have to have that that striker or strikers that can that can get you twenty plus goals.
0: And that's the one thing that gives me pause. Is I don't see, you know, twenty goals necessarily out of any one player. If there is a player to do it, it would be rian Brewster. But what I've what I've said throughout the start of this sort of preseason here is, if we can get three or four players to make the contributions that Morgan Gibbs White and Billy Sharp collectively made last season, I think we'll be in, in an all right position.
3: Yeah, I would agree. I was going to say Billy Sharp. I mean, he's what thirty six now. But yeah. I mean, to have a player of his repeated kind of output for the number of minutes he gets and have somebody who can, yes, he can play, you know, 60, 70 minutes, but also having somebody of his quality and technique and experience off the bench for the last 10 minutes when those moments are tight and the ball's gonna drop is really quite something. He's also had, you know, everybody knows a lot about his backstory, which in many cases have been tragic. And the 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 Forest fan who who headbutted him once putting away um you know i th- i think i think he he's one of those players that you look at and go yeah if you're going to have a 36 year old to bring off the bench he's probably the one to do it
0: absolutely so you asked us this on your podcast but uh where do you expect watford to finish at the end of the season <laughs> no pressure oh, there's a, there's ninth, no
1: pressure ninth
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> where do I expect, it, or where would I like, yeah. are, are, are two different things. It's very, very difficult. It's it yeah. and it's very difficult to say as well because you know we, we've got sort of uh, you know a couple of new players coming in. A lot of players have gone out. If Dennis and sar stay, and if they stay for the full season, then it's a completely different conversation. It might be that they go after the World Cup in the new year. We don't know. We don't know what's going on. But I I would hope, I would hope that we'll be top six personally. And I I think we should be top six. Um, And that's without any kind of arrogance whatsoever. I just think that, you know, there's a nice feeling around the club at the moment, which has only really been within the last few weeks. Within the last few weeks, the, the mood has lifted. So... I would hope that we are going to be in the top six personally. That's my
0: personal point. At, at this point, I I truly do believe that you lot will finish in the top six. I don't know if it's in automatics at this point, but definitely at a minimum playoffs for Watford is my prediction this season.
1: Yeah, I was just messing around with my prediction. I think you guys would be up in there in the mix with us. It, we'll probably face each other at Wembley in a semifinal or <laughs> uh, in the final oh god don't say that oh, hey, playoff finals oh playoffs yeah Very on this success. end too
4: yeah stressful days they are yeah, yeah are. No, they are, they your, are your,
0: your podcast is named after arguably one of my favorite championship moments of all time and ours yes <laughs> obviously <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. but ob- yeah. objectively from you know even from a neutral standpoint hog dini is uh, Ah, oh, it's one of the greatest moments. Yep. Yes. Yeah. I get chills every time I see that clip. I watched it earlier today just, you know, in anticipation of doing this podcast with you all today. So, yeah, definitely one of my favorite moments. Um we, we had uh, we had Bill Leslie on a podcast,
2: the, the commentator on that oh, game. Oh, really? Really? And, uh yeah, 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 and he was first of all very happy that we decided to name our podcast mm-hmm. after that bit of commentary. Um but secondly, he just sort of said, you know, the, the do not scratch your eyes thing. He said, I don't know where that came from where that came from i was going to say do not shake your head i was going to say you know do not rub your eyes and he kind of mixed his words up and do not scratch your eyes came out and i thought well there you go That's got to be the name of the podcast so yeah thank you bill for that because um it's it's one that most people kind of a lot of people ask us where do you get that from but you know you guys in california there or or wherever you are in in, on the west coast of america just said i know where that's come from so Mm -hmm. it's obviously a good thing
0: cheers Cheers.
3: there's there's another thing that and it'd be interesting to know if sheffield united have got any of these but we we kind of got to know i got some guys from a company called murals and they do sporting murals there's loads of them in liverpool there's loads of them in manchester and there's shed loads of them in in watford um of our of our former manager our greatest manager graham taylor we recently the the the, the feel-good factor came about because we had to get a couple of Elton John concerts at the ground, because Elton John is lifelong supporter, previous owner of the club. Um, and he kind of announced he was going to be coming back after he's finished his, his, his tour and retiring, which was lovely, just, you know, in terms of taking part. But these guys do massive wall-based murals and they're wonderful. And Sheffield United is a historic club with many icons. It'd be really great to know whether or not you guys have got any of those, because if not, go and go and look up murals
0: because they are tremendous and you need them.
4: I'll send you a link, guys. I'll send you a link.
0: They're amazing. We appreciate that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we'd definitely like to see that for sure. For
1: sure.
0: So moving on specifically to the game next week, I know we already kind of talked um, a little bit about the upcoming match, but um, with that being said, score predictions – for the upcoming match and um maybe you can also give us who you think the goal scorers will be in the game as well we we wouldn't ask you to do this on our podcast
2: (laughs) i'll tell you what i'm gonna go for i'm gonna go for one one that's why i
1: might go go for a one (laughs) (laughs) similar Hmm,
2: Similar. where
0: where, where have i heard that
2: before Uh, and goal score is no idea. It'd probably be uh, yeah. an own goal, um, own goal. <laughs> that you guys score and, and we'll claim that because uh, I can't see who's going to score our goals at the moment. But yeah, let's yeah. Go from one, one. I think. I, I, th-
4: I think it's really important to start <clears throat> to start well in, in in this division. You know, to try and get some momentum going. So you know, if we were to get a win, I'd, I'd be absolutely buzzing. But I, I do, in my heart of hearts, feel that it will be a tight game. I, I think it will be a draw um and i'm not just saying it because i might have heard it somewhere else but <laughs> yeah gave me one all, if you gave me a one-all draw now um I, i'd
0: be i'd be pretty chuffed for that to be fair yeah i think we'd also snatch your arm off for a 1-1 draw as well yeah
4: yeah yeah, yeah. i think uh, as an
0: away team i think
4: to you know forget how bad a place vicarage drone has been for the home side bearing mind us um over the last season um you know, just to, to have some positivity out of the, uh, the first game of the season would actually be a big lift for us. So a
0: one-all draw would be fantastic. And you, Peter, did you uh, did you give us your score prediction yet? I, no, I didn't. I try and avoid it wherever possible. <laughs>
3: I'm going to say if we have Dennis and we have Saar, I'm going to go for a 2-1 Watford win. Because I think those two players, if they have been brought back into the squad, they're trying to get a move they've got to do something they've got to show it but uh, last year dennis was scoring goals out of absolutely nothing And i really mean absolutely nothing and if mm. sar turns it on can 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 do something in a flash so that that's that's my moment of positivity it comes at the start of the season and it's immediately
2: blown up and then i'll be pessimistic for the rest of the season So you got me on an off, optimistic m- moment
0: 90 minutes later yeah that's yeah, yeah, the yeah. end
4: <laughs> of End it's, of the positivity.
0: That's that's yeah. the life of a football fan, right? Exactly. When you're yep. doing well, everything is amazing, and then the second things turn, it's the worst, and things are absolute shit. So, yep. yeah, yep. Yeah, yeah, We have every hope until the season starts. <laughs> that's the that's what what it's all about, right? Is the dream, the dream, hope. The, dream the hope, and but it's also the hope that kills you, right? Uh, yeah. Oh, we've we heard yeah. that before, gents. <laughs> the, <laughs> the whole of last
2: season <laughs> was that phrase. It's yeah. the hope that
4: kills. What, yeah. Just out of interest, guys, what time will it be in? Because I really can't figure it out. Because I'm thick. But what time will it be in America, where you guys are, when the game's on? Noon. It will be three o'clock in the afternoon here. Okay. Cool. All right. Well, look, because we might have, because you guys are on Twitter, we do a little, um, a little get together after the, uh, the game on a Twitter space.
2: So it'd be good to get you guys. on. I mean, if, yeah, if you've beaten us.
4: If you've beaten us four 0 don't bother. <laughs> don't yeah. Honestly, it's okay. Sorry, there, is,
2: there is a caveat there. Yeah, If four 0 <laughs> We don't hear from you. <laughs> yeah, it's a yeah,
0: draw yeah. and a good match. If, then, yeah. Or if we've won, by all means, come on. Yeah. Well, then, respectfully, we hope you, we don't see you um, on game day. <laughs> yeah. So. <Yep>. I hope <laughs> I don't see you at all. No, you'd be
4: more than welcome. You'd be more than no matter what. We have we have, a, we yeah, have like a little on. a little Twitter space where it's. Anyone's opinion doesn't matter. Um, you just come on, say how you feel. It's normally last season. It was a Watford fact To be fair, it was therapy for people. We we were getting messages from people saying thank you for the therapy we were providing, just to get it off their off their chests. So yeah, yeah it'd, be, it'd be nice to nice it'll, to get you guys
2: on. It'll probably morning. be about half an hour after final whistle. So if you're around, yeah. sort of half an hour after final whistle, you'll see a thing come on our Twitter saying that we're
0: doing a space. Come on, and we'll uh, we'll chat to you after the match. Beautiful, sure. beautiful. Thank beautiful. you guys so much. And any final thoughts before uh, we sign off here? Just let's not cock it up this season. Yeah, that's it, yeah. Probably- on both of
1: our oh, parts. Yeah, <laughs> both yeah, our yeah. ends, yeah. yeah. I can't I, take
2: I, I, another season like last season. Last season was one of the worst seasons I can remember as a Watford fan. I've been going since 85. Yeah, there was another season, 87, 88, that was pretty poor, but that was diabolical last season. It was just Horrible to watch, horrible to be part of. I do not need another season like that. So it can only be better this season, in my opinion. That was Justin. Everybody head of optimism for do not scratch your eyes. <laughs> and,
4: um, I'm very pessimistic. See, optimism, optimism, <laughs> man, optimism manager.
3: Yeah, genuinely, it's the first game of the season. Somebody may win, somebody may lose. It's there's another forty five games after it. Next, yeah, you know, kind of Monday week it's not going to be over for anybody. It's just the start of it. So I think both teams being relatively happy if we could get a point each, fine, whatever it is, we'll move on thereafter. And uh, the transfer, you know, kind of window when that finally
0: shuts, then we'll really know where we're going. Fantastic stuff. Well, thank you, Carl, Justin, and Peter from the Do Not Scratch Your Eyes podcast. And hey, do you want to just quickly uh, give your Twitter handles and any other social media? um, So if folks want to follow you, where they can follow you. Uh, yeah, generally it's at d n
2: s y e underscore podcast. That's gener- generally where we are. I think that's pretty true for Twitter and Instagram and YouTube. Is that right? YouTube, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, yeah.
3: And-, and we've we've also now got a new website, which is do not which has got links to most of all of that as well. So uh, so there's there's lots of uh, lots of more
4: nonsense there as well. And good news, Sheffield United fans that uh, are part of this. If Chad does. Come to the uh Watford Burnley game as he hasn't told you on this podcast, but he'll be on the uh Do Not Scratch Your Eyes Match Day vlog, which you, you can all uh, you can all see. Uh,
1: I might sneak a red and white shirt in there, so it'll be okay. good luck. And then I won't know you. <laughs> Nothing to do with me. <laughs> Why are oh, you
2: wearing man. a Sheffield United shirt to Watford Burnley?
4: Yeah, <laughs> people would be so confused. They'd be yeah. like, what wrong with you? Are you lost? Yeah. You're
0: 100 <laughs> yeah. miles south, son. Off you go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Fantastic stuff. Thank you, lads, so much. We appreciate it. And no we will worries. see you back uh, come the reverse fixture. All right?
1: You will. Yes, guys.
0: We will do. We will do. Take care, fellas. Cheers, care, guys. Cheers. Cheers, Cheers, guys. Bye. bye. Well, that is just about all the time that we have for this episode of the Red Half of Sheffield. If you haven't done so already, please give us a follow on social media. You can follow us at Red Sheffield on Twitter and at the Red Half of Sheffield on Facebook. Additionally, we are going to be doing the live streams, the um, watch-alongs with the Chef United Way. So please, if you don't already follow the Chef United Way on twitter please go ahead and give them a follow and we look forward to seeing you in the live streams um the watch alongs and please interact with us uh we love you know that fan engagement and it's been really fun doing these watch alongs so far and chad where can the people follow you on social media
1: they can follow me at cjarvis underscore 13 on instagram and twitter and yes, I will reiterate I will be over for the Millwall match. So if you're in and around town, shoot me a message on Twitter. I will tweet out where I am. We're gonna be hanging out and drinking some beer and celebrating hopefully a blades win.
0: You can follow me at Noah Snyder at Sunpuck on Instagram and at Nestman930 on Twitter. So Until next Monday, when we play Watford in our very first game of the 2022-2023 Championship Campaign, Up the Blades, Chad. Up the Blades. Come on, you red and white wizards.